What's up? Welcome to the first episode of Lyrics for Lunch. My name is Zelda, and I'm here with my co-host, Tremaine. We're a couple who truly enjoys music. In this podcast, we'd like to take a closer look at songs from recent years and provide our insight on the messages being given between the lyrics. I hope you enjoy listening to our thoughts, and we would love to get feedback from you listeners as to what your opinions are to some of the songs that we tackle every week. This week, we decided to dissect the song Middle Child by J. Cole. The song is produced by J. Cole himself and T-Minus, and it can be found on the Dreamville compilation Revenge of the Dreamers 3. This is a great song in our humble opinions with a play on words in different layers. So, we feel that the best way to start would be to just kind of provide our overall opinions on what the song itself means. Would you like to start, Trey? Uh, overall, my opinion, I think that the song is pretty much J. Cole making a statement and solidifying his spot in the rap game and also just narrowing down like where he stands within the industry itself. I definitely agree. So I feel like he's definitely kind of explaining where he lies in in that realm of hip-hop while also establishing a place for himself and kind of just like setting a base, letting others know that although he may not be one of the oldest in the game, he is still a well-established rapper and he has earned his place on the totem pole. So moving forward, I think we should start dissecting the song now (laughs) in terms of the chorus and the verses. Yeah, so I would like to start with the refrain and the chorus. So this is one of those chunky pieces where, of course, you know, a chorus is meant to kind of keep the song. like keep the song together and kind of keep that overall thread throughout. So I feel like his chorus is very powerful. He has a lot of play on words where he describes, you know, um, different things. He makes references, for example, to like being Santa Claus. By saying that he's making a list and checking it twice. Um, And I feel like there's a double entendre in there because within that kind of like nod to Santa Claus, he's also kind of talking about his precision, his lyricism and in his artistry and what he does. Um, I feel like he definitely speaks about how, you know, he's he's going after people that he has... Um, specified people that he knows for like he knows for sure who he's going for and he's not holding back I kind of agree with that I think it's a it's an overall warning that he's gonna come after anyone who pretty much been questioning his ability but not even in the sense that he's going to come directly at them. I feel like maybe he's just going to let it be known where he stands in terms of like putting his skills to do the work for him. But I do think that that's pretty much aiming in on his precision and in terms of it being related to Santa Claus, this is kind of like a gift for his fans. So 
I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I also do agree with that being kind of like a gift for his fans because when this song did come out, it was early in the year and it was before the Revenge of the Dreamers 3 came out, which is his third mixtape, you know, with Dreamville, his label. And um, it was a very highly anticipated album. So I feel like this was kind of like a teaser, kind of letting people know like what what's in store. And basically kind of taking ownership of 2019 and being like, yo, this year's mine. Like, I was gone for a bit. You know, I had to get myself back to where I got to be. But I'm here. And I'm taking, you know, like, I'm just going for it and going for what's mine. Um, something that I would also like to mention in the chorus that I'll elaborate on later as to what my thoughts are. On it is the fact that um, J. Cole brings up the line where he says, the game is off balance and I'm back on my shit. So I feel like the that part, the game is off balance, is something that he touches upon later on in the song. Um, as the verses go on, he kind of tells you the message that he wants to tell you, that he wants to say. Um, kind of giving the giving the impression right off the bat that this song, it's more than just kind of like, you know, an establishment of where he's at at the game and, you know, coming for those people that probably tried to say things about him or, you know, underestimated his ability. Um, it's speaking to another message that he's also trying to give with this song as well. And directly following that is one of my favorite lines in the song. Uh the Bentley is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick. I like that line because he's taking a Bentley, something that a lot of people see to be of high value, and he's letting you know, like, yes, the Bentley is dirty, but that's how I like it. So pretty much that's him saying, like, yes, I understand that there's this high value thing that you guys all just seem to love so much but I don't care how it is if it's dirty if it's clean I like it it is what it is it he's taking a high value object and kind of taking away the value from it to kind of show you how important it is or in this case how unimportant it is to him yeah and I feel like it's definitely um not only like you know, not only breaking down, but it's also kind of like uh, bringing it back to basics, you know, like seeing a Bentley, not because, oh, it's a Bentley, but seeing it as a vehicle, you know, this is something that I use and yeah, it's dirty because I use it, you know, that's how I like it. And also the fact, actually, I like how he ends that verse too, where he says, that's how I like it. You all on my dick. He's basically saying like, yo, even though I got a dirty Bentley, even though my sneakers are dirty. You know, even though I'm humble, even though I'm not trying to, you know, have everything pristine, you still want me. You know, like, you're still coming for me. Like, you're still after me. So it's like, regardless of, you know, I may not have the most expensive or I may not, you know, look, have, like, jewels and rings and, you know, be wearing Gucci and all that, but you still want what I have. That's a very good point. That's a good catch. <laughs> so let's start getting into those verses. So 
I'll let Tremaine take it over in verse one. So verse one, in my opinion, I think that he just starts it off by further separating himself from his peers. But while he separates himself, he's also acknowledging them. As he says in the song, he says stuff like, I I roll with some fiends, I love them to death. And then he's talking about how if he has all his money, what good is it if his people is not with him, if his people is not really making the same money? So then he says later on in the same verse, just like LeBron, give my niggas more chips. It's him giving a note to the basketball player LeBron, as well as pretty much saying the way LeBron brings his team to a higher level, that's what J. Cole is about to do. Yeah, and I definitely feel like that um, that line speaks a lot in itself because um, just the reality of it, being a person of color in America, being a person of color in general, um, a lot of times where I feel like there's this idea that if you make it, like, you made it on your own, but he's just like, yeah, I made it, but if the people that have been behind me from the beginning before I even had it, if they're not with me, then it's all for naught, you know? So it's kind of like he's talking about how that whole idea of bringing people up and elevating them, you know, and kind of elevating them and giving them that push. So it's like he's making sure to not leave anyone behind. And I feel like that's a good message overall to kind of give, you know, to be supportive of the people that were there for you when you were making it up and to not kind of, and to not forget them after you've made it. And a lot of people would say that this song is like an aim towards the newer rappers, but it's actually not. And I say that because in this first verse, he says himself, like, he don't snort powder, he might take a sip, he might hit the blunt. Then he says, I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish. I feel like that's him pretty much saying, that's your life. I'm not going to judge your life. But it's not something that I'm a part of. It's not something of my nature. So I feel like a lot of people kind of misconstrue this song as like a a dig at the newer rappers. But Middle Child is actually the opposite of that. He's actually embracing those new rappers and also letting people know like he's also still in terms of like how old rappers used to be so he's like that intergenerational rapper trying to just mend them together yeah i definitely agree with that because later on in that same verse um in verse one he says like i love you little niggas i'm glad that you came so he's kind of speaking to those newer rappers like yo like regardless of what people may be saying like i actually am happy that you're here i'm happy that you've made it as far as you have and he also kind of gives them like these kind of like two sentences kind of like an older sibling giving you advice you know because he says you know that he hopes that he can that they can make as much money as they can but he also hopes that they know that the money isn't going to erase the pain and that pain can be you know where they've come from, what they've experienced after they've made money or risen up, 
or you know just all the things that they thought money was going to fix a lot of times i feel like society makes it think that money will make everything everything perfect you know like money will make you fall in love money will help you find that perfect job will help you find the perfect house the perfect everything but in reality if you're not good with yourself regardless of how much money you have it's not going to make you happier and i feel like um in that line he kind of says that where you know he is also kind of establishing the whole idea of the premise behind naming the song middle child because right after that he also speaks to the ogs he also tells them you know he thanks them and he kind of um lets them know that they were the reason why he's doing what he's doing you know they were his guidance when he was growing up they were what helped mold him to the rapper that he became yes i totally agree with that that's pretty accurate <laughs> um so moving forward we'll talk on you want to talk on the chorus or the next verse um we could talk about the chorus so in the chorus um, the chorus is something where it's just like the kind of feeling that it gives me is kind of like the idea of trying to forget your pro your problems and your worries and I say that because he says like I just poured something in my cup and I've been wanting something I can feel and I feel like this is an idea that people go through not just in you know, the music business, but this is something that sometimes, you know, even college kids, high school kids go through, you know, like when you're in, um, like college or like, you're just, you reach that point where, you know, you kind of understand the world more and you're kind of seeing where you're at, but you're not happy with where you are in the world. And you kind of like are at a loss, you know, it's like you're at a crossroads. Um, you're like stuck in the middle and you just can't really, like, you just want to feel something. You want to be aware of something. You want to feel like you're human. You want to feel that you're alive. Um, and I feel like the chorus kind of gives me that kind of nuance and that those kind of vibes. Um, and he also brings up the whole idea, which I feel like goes perfectly with verse 2. He starts bringing up that idea where it's just like money isn't going to fix your problems. It's not going to make you... Um, a real person doesn't validate you uh, which I think is really important because a lot of the messages that people are getting now through social media through you know just society as a whole is that if you got money you're gonna be all, all right and that's that's not always the way that the cookie crumbles truth <laughs> so moving forward into the next verse then um, I didn't actually really relate to this verse because he starts to get into like the corruption and just different ways of like black upbringing can affect people. Uh, in the verse he says, straight out the projects, no faking, just honest. I wish that he had more guidance for real. This speaks to me because coming from the projects myself I've seen many people who needed just a bit more guidance people who needed like someone to be there for them 
those same people who ended up turning to the streets or turning to just doing things that would land them in jail. And he says, we come from a long, a long bloodline of trauma. That line I like actually a lot. A lot, right? And, yes. and I think it's because when you've actually been through something like that, you can appreciate it more as opposed to people who just hear this song and they probably don't know anything about it. They're just liking it because the beat is on point or something like that. Yeah, and I feel like um, this line, um, for me, being a history major too, and just I definitely feel like there's so much um, truth and so much that we can learn from the past. And I feel like that line alone, just saying, you know, like, um, saying kind of that we come from a long bloodline of trauma. It speaks not only of, like, our past generation, but it speaks of what we come from. You know, like, me personally, I'm I'm Dominican-American. So my parents were born in DR, and the truth of the matter is the peoples that I come from, you know, are of African descent and, unfortunately, also of European descent because we all know slavery was a thing. All these things were real. You know, and we come from a bloodline of trauma, literally. You know, we come from people that were ripped from their homes. We come from broken homes. And this is something that started way before we even had, you know, a choice as to what could happen to us. You know, decisions were being made for us before we even were alive today, for centuries before. And I feel like that line is just so loaded because it's kind of telling us, like, you know... There's nothing wrong with you for not being able to fix the issues that you've gone through. Because the reality of the matter is we come from hurt. But at the same time, you know, I feel like it's very important for people of color, you know, in general to just take that as empowerment. You know, what's happened to our ancestors is something that's happened. What's happened along our bloodline is something that's happened. And maybe at those moments... We had no choice, but right now, we luckily don't live in some of those same, you know, extremely oppressive situations that we lived in before, and we have a chance. You know, the only thing is, just like later on in that verse, it actually says, um, it kind of, he, he talks about the distorted self-image and how we're set up to fail. And I feel like those kind of go hand in hand. You know, we're coming from a long bloodline of pain, a long bloodline of, you know, kind of just like that trauma, but we can use that to empower ourselves. And we need to make sure that we don't forget that message despite all the images and all the ideas that are being given to us, you know, telling us that we can't make it. I think that was a rather great way to close it up (laughs) yeah like definitely and you know um something that Tremaine has also mentioned about this line that I about this verse that I truly um like also is the fact that um he says that it gives him like he said it gave him Tupac vibes which is something that I totally agree especially in that part where he talks about you know raised by our mamas and like hurting our sisters and our babies it's kind of like um 
in that Tupac song where he kind of says that, like, you know, women are the ones that made us. You know, we got to respect them. And in this verse, he's kind of saying, like, he's kind of wrapping up the whole verse one with verse two. In verse one, he's talking about specifically in the music game. But in verse two, he brings that whole situation in the music game, how new people aren't seen as important and, you know, they aren't given as much validation. And he's bringing that into, um, he's reflecting it and kind of comparing it to the world as a whole. You know, we got to stop putting ourselves down. We got to stop putting each other down. Because if we continue to do that, we will never rise as a people. You know. So that was the first episode. That was the song Little Child, once again, by J. Cole. Produced by him, J. Cole himself and T-Minus. Um... If you guys have any thoughts or ideas, anything you want to share with us, just let us know. We appreciate your feedback, and we'll be looking forward to it. All right, signing off. Lyrics for lunch. <laughs>